Clinker Factor, the Cement Industry Podcast. Welcome to the Clinker Factor, a podcast from WCA, which looks at the cement industry's response to climate change around the world and other topics of interest. I'm Ian Riley, CEO of WCA, and your host on the Clinker Factor. Uh, so today I'm talking to Birkin Fidan. He's process director at Oyak Cement and has been in the industry for 14 years. And we're going to be looking at, uh, at LC3. Uh, so I'm sure that uh, many of you will be familiar with LC3, a product that's been uh, developed primarily at the uh, Ecole Polytechnique in, in Lausanne, and uh, a product that has the potential to significantly reduce uh, clinker use by using a blend of metakaolin and limestone as a cementitious material. So uh, Oyak Cement, through uh, um, a subsidiary uh, Simpor, has built uh, a plant in, in Ivory Coast, and I'd like to talk to Burkan about that today. So Burkan, welcome. It's uh, good to have you on the podcast. Perhaps you could give us just a very short introduction of your background and how you came to be in the cement industry. Yeah. Thank you, Ian. Thanks for that invitation and the door. Uh, my name is Bar Kamfida. I'm the Performance and Process Director of Oyak Cement Concrete and Paper Group. And uh, I have been uh, in cement industry till 2007. Uh, I'm a mining engineer. Uh, then I did my uh, graduate on cement engineering and uh, also uh, just I did a master's degree on business administration. Uh, I worked nearly uh, 14, uh, nearly 11 years uh, in a cement plant. Now it belongs to Oyak Cement Group, it's Denizli Cement, from engineering chief production manager. And then at the end, I, I did one year plant manager position. And then uh, I moved to uh, just central office, the headquarter of Oyak. And uh, just we, according to our aim and the group strategy, uh, we are planning to just expand them lovely. So uh, I think that the, um, the recent uh, project, the LC3 project in Ivory Coast is a very interesting uh, expansion and a very interesting project for the cement industry. As far as I, I know, that's the, the first plant that's been purpose-built, I think, for LC3. I believe Argos is producing uh, some LC3 in Colombia, but that was in an existing plant. Is, is that correct? Yeah, that, that's the uh, first greenfield plant. We then, in, we then directly aim to produce uh, calcined clay blended cements with integrated calcined clay line and also a grinding unit in it and we just uh, build on greenfield. So can you uh, tell us uh, why you decided to do the project uh, in Ivory Coast? Yeah, the, the idea is just uh, calcined clay uh, became much more popular, but it's three and four years ago. We, we had first started to investigate on it and uh, just we realized that there are many studies, academic uh, applications, tests, pilot issues available. And uh, on the background, there are also some sub producers uh, just converted some lines, especially in South America. They did some trials, old stop kilns they tried to produce. And also, uh, metacolin industry is not an unknown industry. It's also known uh, mineralogical processing industry. And uh, then we just realized that uh, to, to gain some experience and to improve our uh, ability, we, we decided to directly do an investment. At that period, uh, Africa, especially West Africa, uh, one of the uh, biggest exporting uh, market for us. We are sending many Turkish producers, just sending cement, clinker to that region. Uh, 
And uh, also when we just analyze that in, in that West Africa, the limestone uh, content, it's not available. It's the, just at sub-Saharan region. Uh, it's, there's, a, uh, there's a deficiency like that. And, but on the other side, uh, when we looked on the other opportunities, the kaolin and uh, illite based uh, some clay minerals are abundantly available. In, in some regions, it's really a high amount of material. The main structure is like that on the topsoil, just under the topsoil on the subsoil part, it's a clay uh, reserves. It's uh, up to 10, 12 meters uh, thickness. Then after that, a bedrock with granite uh, formation. Then we realized that we just checked that region, not only the Ivory Coast, we go West African region, analyzed, uh, we did a, uh, just uh, evaluation and the test, getting samples to analyze that. And also at the meantime, marketing and market potential, population, the urbanization is also other issues. On that point, it's just, uh, we decided uh, some countries and uh, the Ivory Coast is one of them. It's the, 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 it is, it's the first it, it, we decided to go on. Then uh, we decided to go with uh, Ivory Coast. They established that uh, platinum because uh, the all the clean care just uh, imported, just uh, they, they got it from other companies. Uh, there is also a port and city. It's a big city in this region. There are some also uh, trading activities still available. Okay, and could you uh, explain a little bit about the configuration of the plant? Uh, what does it look like? So presumably you don't have a, a, a kiln, a limestone kiln there, but you, you have something for the metacalin. Is, is that right? Yeah, uh, just based on the, the simple preparation unit, it's you, you just the main material. It's clay, as we know, that's a moisture-containing material. And, you need to prepare and just uh, make it as much as homogenized to do it. Then uh, just there is a pyro process on it. It's uh, a coupled it's drying process and then the uh, dehydroxylation process. By the way, additionally, we named as our, it's a now it becomes a brand name. It's just, we say is that DOH clay, it comes from dehydroxylation reaction. Uh, then the dried dehydroxylated clay, you remove water. After that, there's a cooling process. Then after that, it's just storing and uh, mixing and grinding. Is the uh, is the calcination a rotary calciner or is it a flash calciner that you're using? No, did that one? It's uh, rotary kiln part, just from in inlet rotary kiln based on uh, rotary kiln design. Uh, the second project it will be commissioned at the beginning of next year in Cameroon. It will be a flash calciner. That one is also the first world's first industrial scale flash calcining, calcined clay project. Um, and the, the raw material is, the, the kaolin is very local to the plant, is it? Yeah, the, we positioned the plant according to that, as I said, the evaluation and survey analysis around that. Uh, there's a region around that, uh, region. we detected some zones, critical parts of just mineralogical composition, their reactivity, uh, fineness, some uh, mineralogical characteristics are critical, not only about the strength values, also about your process, heat consumption, then uh, grinding states, all affected from the typical characteristics of the clay. You may find that the colonite with high contents, it may not work due to some additional impurities like quartz or other things. There need to be a, a decision about and a good receipt needed to be catched and it should be stable. That's the critical part. And it's a tailor-made issue because clay, it's, clay formations are not standard like that, uh, just uh, pure ores like limestone and other things. There are many mineralogical compositions and due to their formation. 
And the process is also not based on crystallization. It's just from the removing of water, not changing the formation of mineral formations in it. That also uh, critical to decide it. And it's just uh, as the beginning, as I said, that's the part we, we wanted to gain experience. Now we are experiencing that part. And, and what's your average haul distance from the uh, quarry to the, or from the mine to the, uh, to the plant? Yeah, we, we prefer uh, not far away than 10, 15 kilometers away. We try to keep it on that boundary. Uh, the ideal one is not to go away 100 kilometers. It just can be a limit for calcite operation. In, in Abidjan, we have a chance to do it. We are near to that region, but up to 100 kilometers, it, it can be said that feasible because mm. you're just carrying water and also the other issues. It should be feasible. That's the issue uh, about clay. And uh, so the plant uh, you, you commissioned last year, if I remember rightly. Yeah, in August, in August, the August of 2020. So you have now getting on for six months of, of production. And uh, how has the customer acceptance of, of the product been? Yeah, at the beginning, just we need to do some trials and industrial tests on it. It takes some time uh, after commissioning. We produced calcite clay uh, and we did some tests before just serving it directly to the market. And also there's a licensing, a certification issue, you know that. And we got the first certificates in Africa, SAM2M QL. Uh, Q is the calcite clay in the EN 90, 197 standards. And the other one is SAM4BQ. We got uh, the first calcite clay added uh, certificates. These are the first products in Africa. Now we are just presenting them into the market. It's just we start with small scales to some ready mix suppliers to give them to try it, some brick producers. We did some tests with them. But uh, now it's just especially beginning of the second, uh, second quarter of this year, we just focused on more and because we, we just also uh, just prepared some advertising and just uh, giving knowledge about that product to people. Because it's, yes, it's changing clean care, it has a cost advantage, but besides that, all we know that the environmental issue is something, the most important about carbon dioxide. Yes, there is not a uh, tax or transitions, just a system in, not available in Africa, but whatever it is, it's just, again, we just decreasing uh, that amount of carbon dioxide. And additionally, that uh, it, it is, more local product than the others. Uh, our just motivation is like that because we're using directly a local material in here. Uh, now we are just telling that one to the customers and the people. The first impact, it's promising. Uh, we try to keep the quality as well as possible. Uh, there are some adaptations also required about uh, like water demand, slump and other things, the workability of that material. We are still working on it, and it, we believe that it will be much better, and we could increase uh, the content of calcite clay uh, more than as expected. So, so you expect to reduce the clinker factor below fifty percent? Is that is that right? The aim is like that, but the problem is that the standard limits. It's just uh, as you know that it's the only uh, the only available ones. This SAM two SAM two B Q type and SAM four. BQ type, and there's also an option with SAM5, but SAM5 need to include slag or fly ash. Uh, the advantage of our site, our group has a huge slag potential. 
We are planning also to focus on that product at the next stage, but currently we are limited according to conditions of EN standard, actually EN standard. We are waiting the revision and the other thing. That also a disadvantage, not fits with the LC3 original receipt uh, because it's based on 35% uh, calcium clay, 15% limestone. It's not possible with current uh, standards. So in the Ivory Coast, the standards, uh, it's all European standards that are being... Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and do you sell the, the calcine clay or the calcine clay and limestone mixture as a product or is it all sold as cement, as a, a ready blended product? Yeah, uh, we are selling as a final product. Uh, and also, it's also not easy to say because it should be managed in a plant. Uh, it's not like Flash or GGBFS like Slack because it's their composition is no, they can be used in it, but it's, uh, there's also clay is not so stable. It may change. The process is not easy. Grinding issue is different. The chemical composition can be seen as uh, just stable, but the granulometry and uh, grindability of particles may change. That affects so much about the product. It should be controlled in the plant and managed directly with the clean addition. It's not easy to say that, just sell it as a different cementitious material separately. Yeah. Um, and, and you mentioned um, this, uh, uh, having a local product is something that, that customers value. Is the, the limestone portion, is, is that being imported or, or have you been able to find sufficient limestone locally? Yeah, it's imported from uh, the options from Europe, but also from the North Africa, their options. We are getting, the, all the other suppliers are doing that because there is not any other material available. There are some options to add it for minor additives in here, uh, but the, the limestone, uh, all the limestone, just for the import. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, the closest clinker operations would be in Nigeria, would they? Uh... Yeah, the biggest in Nigeria. There are some in uh, Togo, Senegal, and the northern part also. Mm. And, and, and so um, with the experience that you've got to date, you're, you're still very optimistic about the uh, product's potential. How do you see um, uh, LC3 playing a role within uh, OYAX portfolio in, in the future? It's very critical for us because, because after that, we have one uh, lack, one foot in the Europe with Simpor in Portugal. We are on that market. Uh, in these days, it's reached uh, more than 40 euros per ton. It, it seems like it will increase. The uh, benchmark level decreased. There need to be something done. It's just everyone looking for options. Alternative fuels, yes, one option, but it's the only 35-40% of total CO2 emissions comes from combustion. The other part, in process details. There are many issues about raw material study, but it's not that the amount of raw material without carbonates is not so easy to find. Some uh, lucky plants can do it, but it's not so easy. There are only the most effective two ways is available. One is the still improving and innovation required carbon capture issues, oxyfuels and other things. It's one stage, everyone just spending their time efforts on it, but there is some time, they need some time to make it uh, expand the industry much more, still some pilot applications are going. On the other side, the second one, it's the calcined clay, it's just or supplementary cementous materials, not only calcined clay. As far as I remember, when compared to two degree scenario and the reference the environmental agencies reported the, the main four uh, cases it's just the first one is the nearly 50 percent of decrease can happen with carbon capture and uh, 
just with the reduction of uh, carbon dioxide, it's with that technology. The second one is around 37% of portion can be done by replacing clean air as much as possible. On that part, the options was uh, very available, like slags, steel slag, blast furnace slag, fly ash, and other things. But like we are living in Portugal and also in all Europe, that plants also still to close and just that the amount of slags start to decrease. Fly ash, people couldn't find it easily. It will also decrease much more. At the meantime, cement, cement production increases. It will not be like that in the near future. People are looking for to a substitution material. The only thing, it's just fillers. Yes, it's huge amount of fillers like limestone and some other portions, but they are not so reactive. You can add it uh, at the level. And also all, 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 all plants are doing that, but there need to be go step forward and much more addition required than a reactive material required. Then calcite clay seems like the best option. And we believe that it's next five years and 10 years in another long term, it's, it will be much more critical. And our strategy also based on that, that Abidjan plant and also Cameroon plant will be our R&D and not only the business side, it's also an R&D and just experiencing part. Our main targets is also just Europe. Not exactly in Turkey. Turkey has a chance about that the, 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 the just natural puzzles also abundantly available. There's also still slag and flash options, options are still available because of that it's not so feasible now in Turkey, but maybe after just 10 to 20 years, it will also become important. But, but you would see it as being feasible in Portugal uh, in the near future. Yeah, it seems after that rising up the CO2 issues, just depleting uh, fly ash, slag and other things, not only in Portugal, all around Europe, uh, it would be much more critical. Yeah, okay. Um, have you uh, have you looked at uh, carbon capture technology and, and uh, compared that? Uh, presumably that's much more expensive under the conditions today than, than using LC3. Yeah, it's not, there is not an uh, exact technology is not available. As you know, there are some studies, some pilot, we are also attending with Simpo about that project, some of them, uh, like Oxyfuel, closed circuit, like the LELAC project in the second phase started. Simpor Portugal is a partner of it. We know also that project. We are also attending some uh, Horizon 2020 and just green, green Deal projects on it. We try to attend to get into the projects to understand how can we invest on it. We are also just in one side, we are looking on it. But as you said that, uh, it's not so easy to just scale up it to do it. There are some trials and some pilot applications still available, but they need some time. And also it's so expensive with current market situations and the other issues, it's still expensive. It will, it will be, will be, it's just in a midterm period that it will become just expand. But till the that part, uh, there need to be a quick and easy solution is required. And the main source is clean cap for that CO2. If you can replace it, it's much more easy. The other part can help us much more. We can capture the left part and, and much more green cement can be possible. I think that um, one of the things that struck me in the last six months is that there's been a big change in the attitudes of, of people that I've talked to in different industries, not only cement, um, uh, towards climate change and towards the urgency to... to um, uh, take appropriate steps. One of the, so one way in which the cement industry can be encouraged to go down that route is with carbon pricing, as we have in in Europe. 
but another possibility is that the market starts to demand it. And we see that in lots of markets, there are customers who would like green cement or green concrete, but they're not really willing to pay for it. I mean, we, we see in, in, in Sweden that people are willing to pay a premium, but it's quite unusual. You know, there are very few markets where you see that premium. Um, and there are some initiatives, uh, for example, in the US, uh, in, in New York State, to, uh, uh, to offer a, an incentive for public procurement you know, to purchase green products. Um, I, I wonder if you're seeing in the markets that, that you serve a change in the customer attitudes towards green products and, and whether or not you start to see customers willing to pay uh, some premium, albeit a small one, for, for uh, lower carbon cements and lower carbon concretes. Yeah, I agree. It should be. These are good attempts and it's uh, not easy because it's, as you know, that the biggest uh, producers, it's it's also like in Turkey. It's now it's because we don't have a just CO2 tax or payment is available. We are just measuring our CO2 emissions, other thing. We are waiting it. But uh, it, the cement is a uh, bulky material and it's cheap and can be just sent easily. If, if someone can do it, the other can uh, just penetrate easily to that market. Uh, it should be done on consolidated basis. Uh, but as you said, it's part by part. It starts, I believe, uh, by the help of governments. And the, that pressure, it's the, uh, the natural pressure, it starts. Previously, it was like a sustainable and uh, like a marketing issue something. But it, as you said, becomes much more critical. People just looking, uh, start to look on a different way. It's not just sustainability, company culture or other things. It becomes, it will become an obligation. And uh, by the help of governments, I believe that also the customer's uh, idea uh, will change. Right. Um, perhaps I could just uh, change track a little bit and go back to your project. So the, the project was completed uh, the last six months or whatever during the, the COVID uh, pandemic. I wonder what impact the pandemic had on the way that you were managing the project and the way that you were executing the project. Yeah, it, it was not easy. Just uh, the erection part and supervising the people need to come there. It's a new plant. There's not a team. We are sending some people from Turkey and suppliers also come to there, some contractors. Uh, we experienced many problems about that. Uh, I can say that some delays also happened. But we forced it and we try to control it. We just we take some precautions, try to keep it uh, as close as possible, close the plant. The advantage is that there is social facilities and just that people can stay inside the plant. Uh, we keep the people just closed a little bit as much as possible because it's not also easy. Yeah, I, I wondered if you'd used any remote support technologies. So, for example, from your vendors, whether they'd uh, got experts to attend via you know, video conference or the uh, enhanced reality glasses? Yeah, yeah. It just uh, the video conferences, yes, we did. And we got some support and video help on it. And we couldn't have a chance to do it in here, but another project, in, uh, we, we have a project in Aslan, Kino uh, Biver project in Aslan cement plant uh, in, near Istanbul. We used that uh, remote control uh, eyeglasses on that project uh, with the technology supplier. They connected from far distance and uh, a supervisor just and our people uh, wear that glass and just hear it and do it the directions of them. Uh, yeah, we did uh, good jobs like that. It just it helped us so much. And I believe also it will help uh, more in the near future. 
Yeah, I mean, it seems a very interesting uh, technology because cement plants are usually in remote places and uh, you, you can deploy experts who are wherever they are in the world uh, through this technology. It seems a, a big help to deploying the right people on each project. These are also sophisticated technologies, but uh, we, now we are working on, on it. Internally, we, we try to design it. Some audits can be done, some far distance support. Visitors can uh, visit can just warn them or inform them by the help of that classes. It increases efficiency and health and safety and also far distance support. Good. Well, I mean, I think it's uh, it, it's encouraging that uh, we see these new technologies. I think that COVID has accelerated the acceptance of these new technologies and forced us to start using them more quickly than it would otherwise have, have been the case. Anyway, Burkhan, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. And uh, thank you for sharing your experience on, on LC3, which I, I know many people are in, in the industry around the world are, are very interested by. And, uh, you, you know, when I look at it from the, the standpoint of, of the industry as a whole, it, it seems to me that, that LC3 has the potential to really help us to reduce CO2 emissions significantly in the next 10 years, uh, while we're still developing, uh, you know, carbon capture, carbon usage technologies that might take us further than we know how to go today. So, so many thanks for talking to me today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It was also a pleasure for me. Uh, finally, I also said that it's now we are experiencing before it's theoretical, but exactly it's now I can say that it's when compared with Portland cement clinker, we can decrease currently it's 70%, more than 70%, but there is also an option with the help of some secondary fuels up to 90% less carbon dioxide emission uh, footprint available cement product can be uh, done with the PS uh, calcite clay and the added one, added cement, it's more than 50% less CO2 emission can be achieved. Uh, it's also important and we believe that issue. Many thanks.